What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another weekly episode of V2 Sports. It's a it's kind of a filler episode we've got here. We don't want to cover everything that's going on with the uh, NCAA baseball tournament. We're going to actually give a very special dedicated episode to Carrie's Corner to be doing that. And that way he doesn't have that much to cover and doesn't pull out an entire 30-minute time slot. We're going to be dropping that next week because, of course, everybody needs a vacation. So me and a couple other members, we're going to be taking a vacation and uh, basically just trying to stay away from the business for a minute. That way it doesn't stress us out too much. Uh, so this week's episode, we're really just going to be going over what's like been popping in SEC news. I know we didn't drop a normal news episode last. It was basically explaining the rebrand. But the first thing that I want to get to before that is, like I said on the last episode, we will be starting a new series called Under the Radar. And I went to a camp today, local. It was a set the bar mega camp. I've got about eight to nine scheduled episodes, hopefully, if we can get them recorded. And we've actually got a YouTube exclusive dropping this Saturday. It's the uh, in-person interview with five-star Sean Davian Bradley, four-star Hunter Osborne, and three-star Ricky Gibson. Definitely don't want to miss out on that, especially since it was a huge weekend in Knoxville. But <clears throat> let's go ahead and cut it to other things we got going on in the SEC East now. I know it's old news, but still, it's something that a lot of people are letting sink in because now they're starting to realize that NIL is a major factor. This whole beef between Jimbo and Nick Saban, what, what do y'all think about it? Uh, in my opinion, I mean, the NIL is it's pretty one-sided. I mean, it, it always comes down to whoever has the most money, he did say. I mean, you always look at A&M. They're not going to be a big football powerhouse every single year. But you go from, what they were barely ranked into the top 25 to have the number one recruiting class just one year after the NIL deal. I mean, that shows a lot, in my opinion. It's going to come down to who has the most money. And I agree with Saban. They're going to buy your players. I mean, hasn't Saban been doing that for, like, the past decade and a half, though? I mean, yeah. He, under the, I mean, under the table. Team, Buying to a tug of a half million dollar house. I mean, his family a house and Tuscaloosa. What about you, Carrie? Do you feel like NIL is ruining college sports, not even football in general? I think it is to some extent, but I also think it helps the game more than what we realize it is. I mean, it brings a lot more attention to these kids, the attention that they deserve. I mean, they deserve to get paid in some sense, but I still think that they're getting paid too much. Um, it just it helps helps the kids out a lot because as college kids, they struggle a lot paying for stuff. But just where they can actually get paid now, it has ruined a lot because they get their ego in the way, and they don't really care about playing for a college team. All they care about is making money. So they kind of lost their passion for what they grew up having a great passion for. I've never heard a statement that couldn't have been, like, spoken better. It truly seems to me that at this point the kids don't want to play football. They just want to get their money and get out, and I completely understand that. I mean, if I was a high schooler looking at a multi-million-dollar contract just to come to a school and do, like, partnerships, in air quotations, with brands, I mean, yeah. 
I'd be ecstatic. I'd go wherever I'd get paid the most money. I mean, but that's just some people's morals. Maybe they'll feel like the money isn't everything that it is, but the beef, I know y'all had to see that Jimbo like presser going absolutely off on Nick Saban. Basically like they were in middle school and it was a nasty breakup. Friends. No, we're done. Like, come on, Jimbo. You know, he's been doing this for years. You've definitely been doing it for last year. Like, Oil got expensive, so therefore Texas is raking in all of the money that they possibly can. And where's it going than other than Texas colleges? But yeah, I want to chip in on that real quick. But um, it's like I don't. There should be a limit for the NIL deals. I mean, you got not 17, 18 year olds making millions of dollars, and then you got like the twenty four year olds who've been at programs for six years making just a couple thousand. I mean, there should be a limit to it because. I mean, Quentin Ewers, he went from Ohio State to Texas, and this man's a millionaire, hasn't even touched the field yet. It doesn't make any sense to me. I feel like NIL will definitely end up ruining the game for anywhere, but you're going to start seeing a whole lot more under-ranked players in the draft coming soon because I feel like they'll lose their passion, and, yeah, they'll still want to ball out, but they've lost all of their passion. Like, they won't perform as well on the field. I think it should be more, like, incentive-based to, like, stats-wise and how much of your jersey sold. And, I mean, I, I like that the college kids are getting paid and all that, but they're bringing in big money and they really haven't proved anything yet in the sports world. Oh, congrats. You're, you're top ten in the nation. We're going to go ahead and sign you to a multi-million dollar contract without actually you, you know, stepping foot on our field, taking a class. None of that. Just your name and your star right. ranking. That's why it's very incentive-based. So, speaking on Nick Saban, I don't know if y'all heard it. Uh, apparently, the SEC coaches thing down in Destin today, an LSU fan snuck in and offered him $5,000 to leave Alabama. I mean, could y'all see yourself doing that to Nick? Like, honestly, if we all pulled up enough money, I, I would be down for it. I mean, $5,000 is like chump change to this man. I don't even know why he offered $5,000. I'd have to offer him something way more than that, even if I, I got will. the chance. Yeah. I offer you my firstborn and ten grand, and that, that's pretty much all I have to offer their chief. Sorry. And I'm not really giving you much on the firstborn. You're just That's just hit or miss, so. Yeah, like you have to problem. add two more zeros to the $5,000. If you add two more zeros, you might you might spark his interest, but or fifty, yeah, five hundred. Yeah, I think he makes that two months. Uh, that's nothing to him. That is legitimate. Well, that would spark his interest. If you wanted to add another zero to that, oh yeah, for sure. Then another couple zeros. Then you get up. I'm there. sorry, I'm not one of these colleges. I just can't empty out the checkbook on random names. But <clears throat> speaking of like recruiting tactics, I know we. We said NILs are running the game. Dustin, you're obviously, you know, you're not a fan of them, but you definitely read more into Georgia. What do you think about these white helmets? Uh, the new white helmets that were released in the recruiting pictures, I mean, I love the uniforms. That combo goes crazy hard, but I highly doubt we will ever wear that in a game. I mean, last year we did the all-red recruiting pictures. We did not even put that – we did not wear that once. I mean, we wore the black jerseys. Black jerseys. <laughs> Yeah, we wore the black jerseys once. We wore the red and silver all year. 
And other than that, I highly doubt we will wear them, even though they go crazy stupid for the recruiting pictures. I don't know why we don't wear them, but I guess we're going to keep it clean and simple. I mean, honestly, it's a smooth look. I just don't understand why you want to get recruits, I guess, hyped up about a uniform combo that they're never going to get to play in. I mean, hell, that's that's one great recruiting pitch. I'll give it to them. Hey, you see this uniform? You could wear it. I'm not saying you are, but you could. Now, what's everybody's thoughts on the SEC talk? Like, it's in very high talks right now for the SEC to be switching to a just our conference playoff series in 2025 what what is everybody what's everybody's view on that i mean i really don't see a problem with it i mean you it, it depends on how the layout of was really going to be if you got one and two in the west and one and two in the east fighting for the chance to go to the sec championship game i don't see a problem with that it brings more of a competitive competitive spirit to the game and at the end of the regular season it's more than just okay, one team's making it, the other team's not, it's going to be like something to look forward to and not just to drag your head when you come in second place. I mean, that's that's understandable. I can see that. The only reason that I think it might not be a good look is like an entire playoff based on your conference championship. So let's say you have the number one team in the nation. So you're going to make them go through two extra weeks, and then two more extra weeks if they win out pretty much, which means they'll still stay number one, which means they have to do college football playoffs as well. Like, you're really going to do that to them four consecutive weeks. That way, you know, the NCAA schedule stays on tag. Well, I mean, you did have that one year where you had the number one team and you have Georgia and Auburn playing for the the spot to go to the playoffs. Then Alabama just sneaks in without even having to make the championship game. So I'm pretty sure if if one or two – Okay, I'm pretty sure if um if a team's one or two, they're it's not going to be like the Alabama year where you don't make the SEC playoffs or the SEC championship and still make the college football playoffs and championship. I'm pretty sure to eliminate that from the game at least, but it's going to take a lot of tradition out of the game. I mean, the SEC championship game's always been important and winning the conference, but now it's another chance for another team to that maybe you've beaten the season that you got to play again and try to beat them again. I mean, we'll see how it works out. I don't have a problem with it, but I don't know what y'all's opinion is on it. Kerry, what do you think? Well, my first opinion would have to be that the way that it was mainly announced, and that was Greg Sankey there in the uh, SEC tournament championship game. I mean, he took away everything from the baseball tournament and talked about strictly football. That's just a – insult to each of the 12 teams that made the tournament. I mean, you have a Florida team that worked their rear ends off, played one of the best tournaments in recent history to even make the championship game to that ended up letting them host a regional and Tennessee being the number one team in the nation and arguably the best college baseball team ever. And you barely say one thing about the baseball teams. I mean, that's kind of ridiculous in my opinion, but I do like the idea of the, just one big division because it's nice to go on the road and play Mississippi State and Texas a- Texas A&M and some of the other schools that we don't really get to go to that much. Um, I think that's a big deal to only making a trip to another team's campus once every 12 years. 
that to me plays a big role into it. And then since we got Oklahoma and Texas coming in, I think it's just easier that way. And it lets everybody have a chance because if you're in the West right now, I mean, you're probably not making a championship game unless Alabama just loses, somehow loses three games. I mean, it's ridiculous right now. But I do think they need like a top four and then the play have a little playoff inside the SEC and then championship, SEC championship that way. But I do think they need, if they do that, they need to add a couple weeks onto the season and start like two weeks early. And then maybe throw in another bye week or I don't know how they could do it. But since the NFL is expanding, why can't the college football season expand too, you know? I completely understand that. And I've got one more final uh, statement about the SEC. I mean, y'all know it's a dead period other than baseball right now. So after this next, uh, I guess, point, we're actually going to go ahead and let Kerry cover a recap of the SEC tournament with baseball. And then we'll have that episode out for y'all next week about the uh, the entire tournament and what to look for. And who's who could definitely be on upset watch, but this next point is something I actually heard today as well during the entire thing. Uh, Mizzou's head coach Eli Drinkwitz is apparently scared to coach in the SEC. Like he said it on Paul's show, he said, "I just I don't know if I can coach in the SEC anymore." Like, yeah, I would get that, but you've been coaching. This will be your third year. You've definitely turned around the program Mizzou was. Everybody kind of looked at it as a, you know, that's a guaranteed win. But, you know, some schools this past season definitely couldn't say that. I'm pretty sure they even picked up a great recruiting class. I mean, if you're coming into your second year and you don't feel like we're your third year and you don't feel like you can coach in the SEC anymore after constantly pulling in, like, a decent class – and then what was their record last year, if anybody knows? No clue. I mean, I, I know have, they beat Florida. And yeah, that's that something the to say. If there's, anybody, if, yeah. if there's anybody that should say that they are scared to head coach in the SEC, it should definitely be Billy. It's not like he's head coach in the SEC before. He was under Saban at one point, I believe. But – for him, it's just got to be scary because you're coming straight from Louisiana, not LSU, not Louisiana Tech, Louisiana, the Raging Cajuns. He should be worried. But that's really all we've got to cover on that. So I'm going to go ahead and let Kerry take it away on a recap. And then as soon as that's over, we will uh, we'll end the episode and let y'all go about with the rest of your day. Uh, so basically for the SEC baseball tournament, um, it was – in my opinion, a failure from the beginning. Uh, there was a lot of a lot of controversy going on with the weather. I mean, I get that weather happens, but we've played in Hoover for I don't know how many years. And every stinking year, there's a weather delay for the first one or two days. And there's always a pushback. And it just screws teams over. And the whole layout of it's just messed up anyway. I mean, you can't call it a double elimination tournament whenever the first day single elimination. And then by the time you get to Saturday, like what happened this year, Texas A&M got beat and they had to go home and they only lost one game. So you can't have the commissioner of the SEC come up here and say, oh, this is a double elimination tournament. And a team that loses one game in the semifinals has to go home, which 
is totally opposite of what will happen in regionals this weekend. Every team to go home has to lose twice. So let's say in the Florida regional, if Florida makes it to the championship game Sunday and they have won each of their first, I think, two games, two or three games, don't quote me on that. Um, if they are undefeated going into the championship game Sunday and the other team that they play will have one loss due to the, how the math works for the tournaments, the other team would have to beat Florida twice to move on. And that's exactly how the SEC tournament should be. So in other words, for the SEC tournament, Florida would have had to beat Tennessee two times in a row in the same day for them to be SEC tournament champions. That's how it should be. I'm sure if you played baseball growing up, I know that's how all the tournaments are happening nowadays. Like, not like the small tournaments, but like tournaments that mean stuff, tournaments to advance. I don't know about high school baseball. Um, I'm pretty sure it's the same way, but I know all like travel ball and everything like that's like that. So I think that needs to be fixed, but I think they just need to get it out of Hoover and move it to Tampa, um, play it in the Tampa Bay Rays Stadium, Tropicana Field. It'll be indoors. You don't have to worry about anything. Perfect. Pitchers are rested. Teams are rested. Actually have ho nice hotels to stay at because who wants to stay in Hoover, Alabama? I mean, there's nothing to do now, down there. No offense to Hoover. I'm sure you have a great city. It's just not a good spot to host the SEC baseball tournament. But overall, it was it was an all right tournament. Um, there wasn't really that many great games. It was more of blowouts, unless the outside of the first day, there was only one game that went to extra innings, and that was on the first night. And that was South Carolina and Florida. And as you know, Florida won that game. Um, South Carolina got beaten that game because the kid dropped the ball at home plate. And there was not really that stood out to me about the tournament outside of Arkansas going home so quickly. Um, Kentucky played well and Florida played well. And that's and Alabama played well, but that's about all that you can take from it. Um, we all knew Tennessee would just run right through the tournament and win. They're just too stinking good. But Alabama and Kentucky not making it into the NCAA regionals after how good they played in the SEC tournament does say a lot about how much the committee actually thinks about the SEC tournament. So if I'm a team next year and I'm sitting at 15 wins in the conference schedule, I'm just not going to try in the SEC tournament because unless you win it, it doesn't matter. I mean, the exact same thing happened in the basketball season with Texas A&M. So apparently tournaments, conference tournaments no longer matter. So it's just not as big a deal as it used to be. All they care about is RPI. So Kentucky got screwed over. Alabama got screwed over, even though Kentucky should have got in over Alabama anyway if they did put them in. And then North Carolina State got a, got screwed over, um, which says a lot, even though that's totally off topic. I mean, you got a team that got screwed over last year in the College World Series, so the least that the NCAA could do was just throw them in, considering they have the number one player in the nation. I mean, the kids hit 37 home runs, if I'm not mistaken. That's just stinking ridiculous. I mean, 37 home runs is probably better than what a quarter of the teams in the nation have hit. So... North Carolina State got rigged. Tennessee's winning the College World Series. And I'll have a super regional recap next week. Or not recap, but 
preview. And then I'll do a regional recap of the, I think it's either eight or nine teams in the regionals from the SEC. I'm not 100% sure on that, but I'll recap it next week. Well, I'm sure we're all excited for uh, next week's episode with the recruits and the uh, Carries Corner Baseball. But um, I wanted to say one more thing before we end the episode. I want to see y'all's opinion on the um, scheduling change they had coming for 2025. Uh, they had an eight-game SEC series and they had a nine-game SEC series where the nine-game you would have three guaranteed opponents you would play every single year. But with the eight-game, you would only have one opponent that you would play every single year. So it it would eliminate a lot of like rivalry games and stuff. I want to see y'all's opinion on the eight game versus nine game series and what y'all thought on that. What are we talking about? Are we talking about football or what? Yeah, football. For whenever eight. Uh, I don't. Uh, I don't really have an opinion on it. They were proposed the eight game series, and they I mean it just got announced. There's an eight game series and there's a nine game series. Nine game series, you got three guaranteed opponents every year. The eight game series, you only got one, and it's going to change a lot in college football. I mean, I prefer the nine game series. You have one less non conference game, but it's going to add a lot more like competitiveness to the, I guess, division. Especially if they put in the college football SEC playoffs and shit, it would add a bunch of uh, more rivalries to it. Yeah, I think we need to get rid of that some of the non-conference games. I mean, I get that they help the small school, but they don't help the big school. I still think you need to keep the non-conference game late in the year just to kind of give like an extra bye week in a sense and give your team a chance to play a homecoming game and just celebrate the university and get a free win and then play an opener against a team that's not so good, like traditional, and then get rid of that second or third game. That's non-conference game against a team that's probably in-state and probably a much, much, much smaller school. Um, but the only reason why I think that they should keep the eight eight-game conference schedule is because if they want to add in more cross-conference games, um, let's say every SEC team has to play a team from the Big Ten each year, I could see something like that happening. That would be the only reason why I would – agree with the eight game, but I personally like the nine game better just just because of the conference aspects. Yeah, I like the nine game better too, but the eight game, I wouldn't mind if like it was a guaranteed another big conference you play, not just a non-conference game where you're playing like a very trash school and you pay them a million dollars to play them. I like to see yep. like Georgia, Ohio State, maybe something like that every year, but I mean, it's that another hard team to the schedule, but I mean, it's going to bring in viewers and money and it's going to be a top 10 matchup every year. So I wouldn't mind seeing something like that. I mean, I feel like the nine game series definitely is probably the most, or not the most, it's probably the safest bet they could go for because a lot of their huge draw, you're in the South, okay? And this is no meaning whatsoever to make anybody that listens to this podcast, you know, feel down about themselves. It's nothing but a bunch of college students that are at the game that have pregame beforehand. And then you've got people at home who are, you know, filling themselves a little bit before the game starts. So just imagine instead of them getting to watch the rivalry game that they all grew up watching, like, so say Auburn and Alabama or, you know, that wild one that's a Mizzou and Kentucky. Some people look forward to that every year and I don't know why. 
But just imagine all that happening, and then you've got them just irritated at the world and irritated at Greg Sankey and all of them because they can't watch the rivalry game that they grew up on. Like, some people I know for myself, they're like the one game – of course, I'm a fan, but the one game out of the year is not even like a main rivalry game. It's just like a bragging rights game between me and a couple friends just because we're competitive. I mean, it's not like it's our team. It's not like we run or own it. It's just like a bragging rights thing. So I know there's got to be, you know, millions of people out there that do the same thing with their friends. <clears throat> and I feel like it, it'll definitely lose them some money, but at the same time, if they start scheduling better opponents, like you've got a Georgia versus USC or, you know, a Michigan versus Alabama, that's not one of these crazy one-off season openers. I feel like that could draw in money, but it would definitely, I guess, hurt the feelings of some of the older, older, much more older, you know, customers and viewers. But that, that's really how I feel about it. But I'm pretty sure that's all we've got for this episode. We've got the YouTube exclusive coming out this Saturday. And we've got a complete Carrie's Corner for next Wednesday. And we're just so thankful that y'all have stuck with us through this rebrand. It's still a little tough trying to get everything situated, but it's coming along. And we want to thank y'all. Um, us, us three that are in the call right now. We were up in Knoxville. We had a great time, but to be completely honest, I am definitely looking forward to going to another college campus sometime in the near future. I feel like it'll be great for the brand, great for viewers, because I know all y'all know we used to be Tennessee-based. We don't want to do that anymore. We, we want to show people that there's other colleges that we actually care about. So we're just looking forward to it. Y'all let us know where y'all want us to go next, and we'll try to make it happen. Instagram DMs are open and Twitter DMs are open for any recruits. But uh, now to get to our sponsorships. Since rebranding, we have lost our sponsorship with Jersey Nation, so y'all won't be hearing that message anymore. But we do have a sponsorship from University Traditions. If you are following the Instagram page, you definitely saw the story that I posted. It was those are the hats i mean every sec school it's not just tennessee it's not just georgia it's every sec school and they are comfortable <clears throat> but one last final thing we appreciate everybody and there's probably a voice that y'all won't be hearing anymore no hard feelings against him but we wish him the best of luck in his future endeavors we know he's going to ball out wherever he goes so Good morning, good afternoon, and good night from the V2 crew.